and welcome back to another episode of the Brave Leaf Podcast. I'm joined by Thomas. I'm joined by Tom. Joe, for the second straight episode, will not be able to make it today. Uh, this will be the final edition of our top 10 list. This will also be the last episode of season number four. We'll be moving on to season five next week before the season starts. Before we get into our final list for the top 10 centers, which I think was actually the easiest list to compile, um, let's talk about the Ottawa Senators for a minute because... So they lose Lassie Thompson, uh, a noted first-round pick in 2019, a uh, couple days ago to waivers to Anaheim. Yesterday, they threw a bunch of guys on waivers, including Igor Sokolov and J- Jacob Bernard Docker. Both of them cleared. As of 2 o'clock today, both of them cleared. Just a very weird situation in Ottawa. Josh Norris didn't practice today. I wonder if his shoulder is flaring up again. If so, geez, that's not good for them. Um I just find it weird with the Senators. They're not a very good team. People are saying they're going to make noise this year. But having to put so many guys on waivers that are young, asset management just isn't their strong suit. That Travis Hammond deal, not looking great. Thomas, what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I think Joe from the pod sent a graphic in our group chat yesterday. They've been one of the worst drafters in the NHL for, I think, the last four seasons, (laughs) ranking at an average D-plus so that tells you all they needed to say about the scouting there. Um, and well, who was the lead guy a couple of years ago? Wasn't it Pierre Maguire? He was there, like or yeah. player development or something for like that. One year, yeah, for one year, and then um, they... yeah, they caught him after that. But it's just weird to see so many young players even pass through waivers. I know we talked about it before, saying like people have no space on the roster, people have no cap space, but. It's a bit odd to see like bad teams out there won't take a flyer on like Bernard Docker, Sokolov, Lassie Thompson obviously got claimed by Anaheim, but it's just a lot of players from other teams too have been passing through waivers and only a few have gotten nabbed. I think Spencer Martin, Lassie Thompson, and another guy. That's pretty much it. But it's yeah, there was some like no name guy to I think Columbus or yeah, someone yesterday. Yeah, something like that. But it's just weird to see like an NHL organization willingly just giving up on their players and sending them to the AHL, which is sad to see for that perspective. But Tom, what do you think? Well, like for one, they have been one of the worst mm-hmm. drafting teams, like without question. Uh, Ooh, I'm I wrong here. Did they not have a pick until the fourth round last round? Uh, they traded for Chekrin. Okay. So I guess that makes sense. Like last 2013, Nobody still too early to tell. Twenty twenty two, like there's nothing there. Twenty twenty one, yeah. Twenty twenty two, they traded for Debrinket, which look at how that worked out for them. Um, I called it. Yeah, like I mean, their twenty twenty was good. You got Stutzla and Sanderson, but how yes. do you fuck up three and five? Uh, like going back, it's you're right. Like there's nothing there in terms of their drafting record and everybody was on them of like, Hey, why are they drafting weird overagers? Why are they drafting dudes who are just really big and have no skill? And like, Hey, maybe they think they see something in it. We talk about it all the time of look at a Tage Thompson, maybe he'll work out uh, big and skilled and a late bloomer, but you can't do it when you're giving up on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody liked Bernard Docker. When he was on Team Canada, I think he was fairly uh, highly regarded up until, I don't know, even last week. Everybody kind of thought he'd still be something. And look, now he's on waivers. Nobody took a flyer. Uh, and it just, again, like, 
the senators, where are you going? Where is your direction here? You've gotten your top players. You have Stutzla, you have Sanderson, you have uh, Kachuk. You have all these guys. They're all signed. They're all locked up. You need to have something around them coming up in the pipeline. But there's nothing there. And now you're just putting them on waivers. Was it two second rounders and a first rounder in the last week? Something like that. Uh, Let me just, I just want to check something real quick. Ottawa Senators, where are you guys in cap friendly? Hmm. Well, they are, they only have $120,000 in cap space. That's interesting. Uh, I just, I want to look at their decor because you're telling me there was no room. So they got Shabbat, Checkard, Zub, Brandstrom, Hammonick, Sanderson, and technically Bernard Docker. Jeez. Yeah, that uh, the Hammonick contract is. Oh my God, Artem Zub meets, meets, makes 4.6 million. I like Artem Zub, but Jesus Christ. Mm. I didn't realize he was making that much. Anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, they, I feel like. I don't know. I'm surprised no one took a flyer on Bernard Docker, but I know he hasn't really produced that NHL level to kind of, I guess, warrant it because it is a contract spot. He is only making 800000 I thought it was like $1.2 I thought they signed him, but it doesn't really matter. They cleared. I mean, yeah, he only had – he hasn't played five, no. 13. He's only played like 25 games or like 30 games. So it's not like he's played a whole ton either, and he has two points in those games. Two points in 32 games. Not great. So it is what it is. The Senators, we'll see if they make a playoff push this year, but I feel like Sens fans are becoming really insufferable these days. <laughs> they, they're acting like they're at the top of the mountain. They haven't made the playoffs since, what, 2017? Yep. And they were yeah, like one shot away from being. And, and, and I don't even think there's, I don't think there is one player from that team that's on the team right now. I don't think there's a single guy no, except for Shabbat. So. Except for Shabbat. Shabazz the only guy. Crazy. Anyway, um, let's get into the top 10 centers because, like I said earlier, like easiest list, I think, to make. I think we only had a disagreement on maybe one guy. Yeah, maybe. But I don't even think it was a disagreement. We just had to decide who's going to get in on it. So um, let's do it. Um, I'll start it off at number 10 because this is a guy that I, uh, I wanted on my team quite uh, about a year, about two years ago at this time. Um, that's a newly Stanley Cup champion, Jack Eichel, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, unbelievable comeback year for him. 66 points in, or 67 points in 66 games. Um, fought an injury this year, came back, was great. Obviously was a monster in the playoffs for Vegas. Yeah. Um, especially coming off that neck surgery where no one, mm. I mean, there was question marks. Is he going to be the same player? What's going to happen? You know, obviously Vegas doesn't make the playoffs last year. Alex Tuck has been great in Buffalo. Um, but I think Eichel's kind of redeemed himself. Had a great, great, great playoff. Was so good for them. Probably one of the more underrated two-way forwards in the league. He's so good defensively. Uh, was put up against top line after top line in the playoffs. And he succeeded. I mean, you watch that finals and he did such a great job on Barkov. On Verhage, on Kachuk, who played in the few, only four of the five games, even throughout the playoff. I mean, that series against Edmonton, he was phenomenal. And I know he didn't score against um, who they played in the conference final. I don't think he had a goal against Dallas, but he yeah. was still so goddamn good. I remember that pass he made to Jonathan Marshall in game two 
uh, to tie up the game. And it was like just behind the back, didn't even look through it out front. Uh, he's an awesome player. And I think if he's fully healthy this year, I think we could see a 90, 95 point year out of Jack Eichel. I think he's that good. He almost did it in Buffalo with like when there was like no one around him. Uh, he's got a much better team in Vegas. I think uh, he can be due for a huge year. So I love Jack Eichel. I'm glad to see him succeeding. I'm glad to see him win a Stanley Cup. I, we got him at number 10. All right. Number nine. Uh, Tage Thompson, Buffalo Sabres. One of the bigger risers on the list. Mm-hmm. Well, both him and Eichel weren't on our lists last year but we've had eichel before we've had eichel before and like obviously when you miss a whole year with a neck injury you never know how you're going to come back and like clearly that surgery was the right uh the right choice for him but him and tage thompson honestly like even like the honorable mentions we have which we can get to closer to the end Mm -hmm. uh, if we want uh like everybody on there has been sort of risers the last year or so um, but yeah, number nine, Tage Thompson, Russo, like you said, the biggest riser uh, we'll have on this list. Really out of nowhere, like how old is he? 24, 25? Oh, yeah. And just appeared out of nowhere, went from nothing to I'm just going to score 50 goals. Right. And almost, what do you say? He had 47. So almost 50 goals. Almost 50. Yeah. Almost 50. Uh, And like, we talked about it. I like saying it. It's the the new era of players. If you're big, if you're skilled, you're going to be really good in this league. You can, if you can put two and two together, have the goal scoring ability, and just have the physical presence on the ice. You're going to be so dominant. Like, look at all the times he walked through and made a highlight real goal on Tampa Bay last year. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Just came out of the corner, walked through. Uh, I want to say it was like Sergeyev and Cernak or something like that. And around whoever the forward was covering down low, there's he has a unique talent, and Buffalo's really lucky that uh they got him. And we'll see what he's able to do going forward. But I really think it's been what two years now of him being this dominant, yeah, yeah, where everybody thought, okay, one year flash in the pan, we'll see what he's able to do. And I think now it's the okay, Tage Thompson is here. He'll yeah. be on this list or around this list for the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, I will say about uh, Thompson, out of all the guys on this list, probably the best shot on the list. Uh, with all due respect to Austin Matthews, a slap um, shot. his power behind the, mm-hmm. the puck he can get. Like, Thomas, we were at that game in Buffalo. I was just going to say, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> we had such a good angle of that yeah. shot he took, and it was like, holy shit. It's Ovechkin-like. Yeah. He can he can yeah. fire it. He's unbelievable. I love it. I honestly over the past couple of years, he's become probably like one of my favorite players to watch in the league. He's so much fun. Like Buffalo as a whole is fun, but like Thompson is sick. My favorite thing about him is he's huge, but he has awesome hands. He can skate. Yeah. There who would have saw this coming like three years ago when he only played like 20 games and he was brutal. Good for him, man. He's a good player. Yep. Okay, we'll go to number eight on our list, Elias Petterson of the Vancouver Canucks. Back on our list for the first time in two years. Um, you know, slightly doubted by myself a couple of years ago. Both Russo's, of you. 
Both yeah. of you. Yes. Yeah. Like, I was so when, high on him. Yeah. We were making the list today, and I looked up his stats, and I was like, I didn't think that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 100 points this year. Well, because so many people had 100, right? Man, I didn't know he had 100. Um, but yeah, Russo, like, you were fighting for this guy to get on the list multiple times. We basically said, no, we'll put someone else. But he proved this year that uh, me and Tom are very much wrong. And he had 102 points in 80 games. Coming off a 68 point in 80 games last year, which is pretty incredible for Elias Pedersen. Such good hands. He also has a great slap shot, great power play player, very smart player. Um, yeah, he's not the biggest guy in stature, but again, like you said, Tom, all these big guys coming up in the league, like he's not the smallest guy. He's like 6'2, six, 6'1. Six, um, he has an unbelievable shot for a guy who's really, really pretty, pretty built scrawny in that sense. But Elias Pedersen, a leader on that Vancouver Canucks team with the Quinn Hughes. Um, yeah, he's such a fun player to watch. It sucks he plays at like 10 30, 10 o'clock all the time, but such a good player to watch now. And hopefully he can bounce back and get another 100 point season. Yeah, I get to see him a lot. He's a he's a flames killer. He's mm-hmm. been, yeah, he's been great. Um, really fun player. And we'll see what happens with his contract in the yeah. year. That's, is he up? That's, uh, he's up at the end of the year. He basically is still has the a same UFA, thing. though. Um, he has he has the or, same. RFA. He has the same thing as Kachuk, where he has he has he can take his QO and basically walk himself the RF to UFA if he really wanted to. So that's a storyline I think we'll we'll keep tabs on. Thomas, I'm gonna give you the next one because you were very, very high on this player. I'll give you the next one. Okay, I know Which why I know good, why. for good reason. For good <laughs> yeah, reason. I know why you're doing this. But the next guy on our list, number seven, Braden Point of the Tampa Lightning. One of the most underrated 50 goal seasons, I think, maybe in Ever a while, yeah, for sure. Braden Point, honestly, coming off of the injuries he's been coming off of the Leaf series two years ago in the playoffs, didn't really play on that Tampa Bay run to the final. Um, coming off that, gets a 50 goal season, 95 points this year. He really bounced back from that. I think he in 17 18, he had that big outbreak with 92 points and he yeah. or 18 19, sorry. And he hasn't really got back since. And this year, he just went right back and is solidified himself on our list for sure. He's what was on our list like, like the last three, four years. And the guy, and he's not big. He's a small guy. He's a late round pick, and he keeps proving people wrong. Yeah, and like on on Braden Point, I saw a good sort of what to expect of him going forward. Mm-hmm. And because he's so good now on Tampa Bay when the rest of the core around him starts to age and fall off, he's going to shine that much more. Yeah. Uh, Just because like, you know, you can put up a hundred points next to Kucherov, but Kucherov's going to have 110, 120, right? As Kucherov, as a Stamkos, as even like a headman start to come down a bit, and then Tampa Bay gets turned over to the Sergachevs and the points, they're going to shine that much more. And I think Braden Point, he had what, 55 goals this year? 50. Uh, 51 yeah 51 or 50 51 like and nobody talked about it right like look at all the 50 goal races that we've had in the past like this year was a little bit of an outlier with how many that there were but and like, we had two 60 goal scores this year <laughs> yeah uh so like 50 became like nullified nobody cared 50 was the 40 of the past and yeah just He's really came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Was a third round pick. Yeah. I still remember when he got his 50th. I saw it and I'm like, 50? I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. He's, he's on, he's unreal. I really wish, uh, 
I really wish Calgary would have taken the hometown boy in uh, 2014 as opposed to like Hunter Smith. Would have been nice. Imagine How Brandon old is Brandon Point? 27. Wow. He's 26. He was taken in 2014. I think he's 26. Still I just like 27. Relatively young. That's still young, yeah. He's right in the midst of his prime. So, all right. We will move to number and, six. And you're happy to do this, right? So. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, newcomer on the list. Really had a monster year. I've been pumping his tires for years now. It's Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils. Um, look, next year at this time, we could be talking top three for Jack Hughes. I think his ceiling is that high. Would have been a hundred point player if he didn't get um if he didn't get injured uh this year. He missed a couple games. He had 99 points, 40, 40 some goals. I think he had 43. 43. One of the yeah. one of the best players in the NHL. Just straight up. He is the motor of that Jersey team. He's the heart and soul of that Jersey team. Uh, one of the better personalities in the game, but the way he can turn a game on a on a on a dime, the way the way he can play, his speed, his creativity, his shot is extremely underrated. Everything he does, he does for a reason. And Hughes, like he makes everyone around him better. Like the the combo of him and Jesper Bratt are going to be lethal this year. Whether he's with Jesper Bratt, Tyler Toffoli, Timo Meyer, Dawson Mercer, he makes everyone around him better. Um. And honestly, you could have seen this coming from a mile away. And when he signed that deal, I know, Thomas, you're a little skeptical on it. Uh, I mean, it's a good damn thing they signed it when he did. Because imagine they waited. He'd be a $10 million player. Oh, 100%. Probably. More. Uh, yeah, he's very, very, very damn good. Um, and, and that's why we got him at number six. Well, that and also... Like think about the small ski, the small skilled players, right? Like Jack mm-hmm. Hughes is only five eleven. He's not very big, uh, body wise. He's only got one hundred and seventy five, hundred and eighty pounds. Now, still young. He'll still come into that frame, but uh, man, look at what he was able to do in the playoffs too. You talk about those mm-hmm. smaller players. Like we harp on Mitch Marner all the time for like, what have you done in the playoffs? Perform in the playoffs. <laughs> Six goals, five assists in twelve games. It was almost a and he was playing and he was and he was playing injured. What was the injury again? Shoulder. They ne- they didn't announce it, but they uh, Friedman and Merrick interviewed him on that thirty two thoughts thing. Yes. And he basically said if they had got to game six, he probably wouldn't have played. Wow. He said it would have wow. been very difficult to play in game six. He said that he didn't say what the injury was, but he just said it was it would have been bad, and he probably it would have been something like Kachuk where Kachuk just didn't play. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably one of my other favorite things about him. He goes through like some of the goals he scored last year, and just the way he explains it, it like he's like he was talking about one of his goals against Philly, and he's like, probably my favorite thing about the goal is the footwork on the play that I do. Mm-hmm. And it's like he just he's so smart, everything he does. Yeah, I, I just I love the player, I love the personality he brings. He's such a breath of fresh air from any other player almost in the league. He says what's on his mind, he doesn't care. Um, and he's phenomenal. I think this and- year he Bearing, assuming he stays healthy, he'll be 100 points this year to me. Yeah, no problem. First, first one in Jersey history as well. Yeah, he, yep, he currently he has the points the record. Most points, yes. And he broke most that this year with Patrick season. Eliash. Yep. Uh, he, he could very well go down as one of the best players in Jersey history. Which, as I was just about to like get to, he seems to love Jersey. Yeah. Like you talk about. Like jerseys, I don't know what, probably the third most cared for team 
there in that area yeah. in the new york area like hockey wise yeah probably one of the least cared for teams in new york sports uh but like it suits him he seems to love it there he's got luke there hey we might even get quinn in a couple of years i think it's gonna happen one day at it's some gonna, point all three of them are gonna, gonna be together one day. i don't know where it's gonna be but they'll all be together at some point it'll be jersey i like it's weird to say, but he seems like a lifer. Yeah, probably. As long as Luke is there, and he was so pumped when they got him. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're both there, I can see him being there for forever, unless something goes extremely wrong there. But which, yeah. like, hey, winning brings happiness. They're going to do a bunch of winning over the next eight years. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to our top five, which I feel like has not changed since we started doing this. Um, in terms of the players in it, the order has changed around a little bit. We'll go back to you, Thomas, because uh, you love this player. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I really do. He's one of my favorite players of all time, maybe even number one, maybe even number two. But I had a hot take last year coming into the year saying this guy would be the top five scorer in the NHL. And he was pretty damn close for his age. Uh, Sidney Crosby at number five here. Just still dominant, still good. And we talked about all the players we just talked about, how good they are on their edges. He might be the best player in the NHL on his edges. Um, His backhand is still lethal. He's still a great leader. He's still a great player. Like, he hasn't slowed down once. And that question keeps seeping into every NHL fan that loves this guy. When the hell is this guy going to stop playing hockey? And the answer, I think, right now is never, because he's still at the top of his game. You talk about old people who have sort of fade out, like we've watched growing up. He hasn't been that guy who's faded out yet. Um, I want to see what this Pittsburgh team can do. I think he's motivated, but I also said that last year, and they missed the playoffs by one point because of a stupid loss to the Blackhawks at the end of the year. And it sucks seeing Sid not in the playoffs for sure. It sucks seeing Pittsburgh not in the playoffs for me at least. But he has to be so motivated going into this year. And we we should see a great Penguins team because they built one. To be honest, I got to give credit to Dubas. He built a lot of guys around Crosby now that could help the forward front and scoring. So we'll see how many points he puts up. He put up 93 last year, over a point per game again in his NHL career. Never um, been under. Yeah, yeah he, he's such a good player. I love watching him play. So Sidney Crosby at number five. All right, number four. And I think this is where everything kind of like just gets the same from here on out. Uh, Austin Matthews. Now we talk about him as the hometown guy. Big Poppy, highest paid player in the NHL next year. Uh, it's pretty good for him. He had a down year, 40 goals, 45 assists. I wish that was my down year. Yeah, I yeah, know. Right? If, that's my, if that's my best player's down year, Jesus Christ. It was the first time, or I guess his rookie season, he also put up 40 goals, but it was the first time, uh, or his lowest goal scoring per game of his career outside of his uh, rookie season with all the shortened seasons and like, Hey, we'll see what happens this year Uh, with the wrist injury that he had in the playoffs. It was clear. Like the shot wasn't there. And like Tage Thompson, that's one of his patented moves so far in the preseason. I haven't seen it worries me a little bit. Um, But like, Hey, when he's on number one player, both ends of the ice, he's getting the recognition in the neutral zone and in the defensive zone for just how special of a player he really is on top of the offensive ability, on top of his shot and his vision. And just he's such a well-rounded player in all aspects, just elite, elite in everything. 
is a really good way to just put it. Um, and like hell, they might even throw him on the penalty kill. He's so good this year. Um, Maybe yeah. I wouldn't do that just because of the injuries. Maybe keep him off there. I don't want him blocking shots, but he leads the league in block shots. Maybe try and get him a little less. Yeah, like I would say, maybe a little less there, but yeah, uh, just all around fantastic. He could easily be number two next year if he has another 50, 60 goal year. Like, again, if you're down, you're 40 goals. Yeah, it's a pretty good down year. Anyway, moving on to number three. Um, I believe he was in this spot last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Nathan McKinnon, Colorado Avalanche. Um, Don't have to say much about him that we don't already know. One of the best skaters in the league. Uh, honestly, probably the best speed and size combo in the league. The way he dogs it down the ice, gets up and down, the way he can shoot the puck. Uh, McKinnon's elite in almost every aspect of the game. Uh, defensively, probably could be some, probably could be better, but they're not paying him almost 13 million bucks to be a real great defender. Uh, had his first 100 point year last year, which was a mm-hmm. long time coming. Feels like he's been on the cusp of it for the last few years. And he missed time this year, which is even crazier. I uh, missed time and had 111 points or something. Just an absolute dominant year. I expect Colorado, him and the whole Avalanche team being incredibly motivated just due to the first round exit to Seattle. But he's one of the best players in hockey. So much fun to watch. Yep. Not much else we have to say about him. Yeah, I'm just hoping like the sort of down year and it felt like in the playoffs versus Seattle. He was their best was something, player by far and away. Like, there was something missing from that Avalanche team. And I hope the motivation is back and like they can put a team that's uh that's worthy of winning the Stanley Cup final because I just thought last year was a bit of a disappointment. Anyway, moving on to the top two. Yep, uh, not much to say about the top two. I think you already guessed it if you are listening. But number two, Leon Drysaddle, the Edmonton Oilers, the uh, shotgun to the number one guy we have on our list. An unbelievable playoffs last year, over a goal per game. Not a point, over a goal per game for this guy. Probably had as many goals in the playoffs as Huberto did all year. Yeah, Huberto had 15, Dreisaitl at 13, so very, very close in the playoffs. Um, 128 points as well last year. There's nothing you can say about these two guys because they work so well together in overtime, three out of three, on the power play. These guys are both lethal that we're going to end up talking about at number one, but Dreisaitl is like... Oh, if he was a number one center in any other team, man, oh my God, yeah. he's like, he's he'd, incredible. He'd still be the same guy regardless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then that leads us to number one. You've guessed it, Connor McDavid. We don't have to say much about him. 153 points last year. What kind of, I'm convinced he was built in a lab. <laughs> I'm convinced he was built in a lab and he's just like, was sent here to dominate the NHL. It's, we witnessed one of the best seasons ever last oh, year. Yeah. And there were debates going last year. Oh, is Matthews number one? There was a year before where they oh, is McKinnon number one? I think Connor smashed, shut everyone's mouth. Mm-hmm. He didn't win the heart two years ago, and he was pissed about that. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, he's, There's not much to say. You can argue, you can say he's a power play merchant whatnot. He's the best player on the planet, and he's going to be there for a long time. Yep. So... He's yeah, so yeah, that we don't have to say much about him. Everyone already knows he's the best player on the planet. Gonna be number so, one for a long time. Yeah, maybe not so, in Edmonton for a long time. I think he's gonna spend his whole career there. If I think if I had the ball, I think he's gonna spend. I, I think he's too he's too much of a hockey guy to leave. You know what I mean? He's too much of just like I just don't want to yeah. cause any problems. Anyway, we get a couple minutes here. Give me a give me 
one or two guys that you think could be on the list next year, whether it's a guy returning or a new or a new face. Can I start off with how many years until Connor Bedard's on this list? He honestly <laughs> might be next year. Might be yeah. with the way he's going, it might be next year. If he's top five next year, would it surprise you? Because I'm yes. pretty sure McDavid <laughs> going into his second year was it would like su- everyone had him in like top five. It would surprise me, but it wouldn't shock me. If that <laughs> makes any possible. sense. He he might have an incredible year. I think he will. So yeah, oh, uh, like honorable mentions we had here. Uh, run through them like a Barkov. Yep, Alex Barkov. Yeah. He was missed close. for the first time. Yeah, and again, yeah, not because of it's just because again. everybody was so good. It was like I just muffed him off. Yeah, he didn't. It was hard to compete against. Like if Eichel's on the bubble and you won the Stanley Cup, right? Who's gonna get the edge over yeah. the guy who didn't win the cup? Uh, guys like Spashnaho. Tim Stutzla, what do you guys think about him being on here like next year? He'll be close. If Ottawa fights for a playoff spot or gets it, yeah, I think so. It's not even that. If he has another, if he builds on his 90-point year from last year. I think he will. He had 39 goals. Dude, he had like seven short-handed goals, too. He's good. Very easily next year, I think. You know, I I think a guy that might fly under the radar a little bit just because his teammate is so good is Nico Heischer. I think he had a phenomenal year. He's going to be... Front runner for the Selkie, I think, for the next 10 years. I think, yeah, he's like, just going to kind of be that guy now. I think him and yeah. Martin Barkov, whether new you Bergeron pair yeah. of players, and he's probably a little more offensive capable than maybe Bergeron was. No disrespect to Bergeron, yeah. I, just, I think Nico's got a higher offensive ceiling. Someone who I think I, I found it so hard to leave off was Rupe Hintz. Yeah, uh, honestly, so underrated his position. You can make the argument he's the best player on that big line in Dallas between him, Pavelski, and Robertson. You can make that argument for how good Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski. You make the argument Rupe Hintz will be right there uh, along the way. He's so talented. Kind of, I always thought between him and Gurianov, I always thought Gurianov was the better one. And then Hintz kind of came out and was really damn good. He was a hard one for me to leave off. Center, most important position on one of the best lines in hockey. Yeah. Thomas, it's you got a guy? I'd want to leave off. No, I was going to say Stutzla, probably. Like, honestly, yeah. like, if he builds off the season and Ottawa fights for a playoff spot, even fight, like, just make it close. He's going to probably. Yeah. It's just hard because how are you going to put the guys in front of him off? I know. Like, the best players in hockey all play center. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like, I going off the Bedard thing, I think it's possible. <sighs> that would I think, be nasty. dude, like, okay, I mean, because hey, been... he has one goal this preseason. Yeah, but he, has like six, he has like six points though in like two games or three games, whatever it is. He's he's been great. Like, because we all talk about what kind of year he might have. And when you put him in this generational prospect, I mean, like Matthews had 40 as an 18-year-old, right? And yes. Bedard coming out of the draft, Bedard is a higher touted prospect than Matthew was, than Matthews was, right? Mm-hmm. Like 40, like, I had a hard time believing he could score 40. Watching him actually play now, if he scored 40, I wouldn't be surprised. He's that it, it might then again the team he's on, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll get into our season predictions there. Yep. So uh that's our top 10 list. It's the end of season four. We appreciate everyone for listening once again. We will be back next week. The NHL season is about to kick off six days away. Uh thank you everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter at the Burning Leaf Pod. We'll see you guys in season five.